All right, hello, welcome to Adventures and Lollygagging and Friends. We are playing uh, Monster of the Week tonight. Uh, we've got a full crew, even though Chuck looks a little different. Uh, he is uh, he's finally turned off his Zoom auto filtering stuff, so you can see what he really <laughs> looks like. This is the and real me. Shocker. my appearance. <laughs> he's an octogenarian white woman with curly white hair. Uh, who That's knew? me. Yep. Who knew? Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're gonna, we, we we should we should be able to hear him. He'll be he'll be around. Uh, but yeah, full crew back tonight, uh, and uh, we're gonna start up a brand new story. So if you're running around for the first one, no big deal. It's a good place to start, uh, as it's uh, it's just yeah, just a new monster of the week episode. We've decided last time around that the goal of trying to make this into like one session per thing is probably not mm -hmm. a good idea so we're gonna try to do it two sessions per so uh this will be part one of two probably that's the goal anyway but we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes maybe maybe we'll get it done really fast uh but before we get started why don't we go ahead and introduce uh the family uh, and so everyone knows who everyone's playing and we will start with the heard but not seen chuck chuck tell us about that's me your character I, yeah i'm chuck i'm playing phil phil theodore is the mundane and uh yeah older brother of donna and i am just the bright warm fuzzy star that this universe revolves around yeah i think that's accurate i think that's accurate uh yeah. that's pretty good yeah who, who was the one who 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 blew up the the kids on the dirt bike was that you chuck or was that was that anton that Somebody was anton anton that did we, that we, we don't talk about that that did not make it into the newsletter <laughs> <laughs> uh jeremy did you watch uh the episodes i was i was curious yeah yeah okay well then oh, you yeah. heard what anton blew up a dirt bike two kids yes. were trying to escape i, I okay. love the just, just the sequence of constant like what was it, like three or four fails trying to do it was just really it was, bad roles. It was wonderful it was fantastic hey but the, everything's fine everything's fine uh well speaking of anton bert why don't you tell us about anton uh, I'm Antony, Anton in the U.S., because, <clears throat> uh, you know, we're in the States now. Uh, that's what my ID says. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm the old man of the group. Uh, not too old, though. Uh, now my fashion sense might be a few decades, uh, you know, out of style. But I, I, I like my straw boater and uh, my uh, lycra and... Uh, what is it? That's not nylon. What is the fabric? What is the fabric? Uh, polyester. 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 Yes, I like my polyester pants and uh, <laughs> dock shoes. It's just, it's just a thing. It's the thing. Yeah. And uh, I record yeah. all of our escapades and put it out there uh, on the BBSs. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Like There's no mention evidence. of any kind of dirt bike explosion. If it's not in print, None. it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not like the town was doing particularly well and anyone really had witnesses of it. So you're all good. <laughs> you're all good. It's just your words, your words versus those kids. And uh, I mean, the kids, no one's going to listen to them. Technically uh, a gumshoe. You know, back in the, the old country, I I, uh, I, I might have worked for a police force. Here, I'm a, I'm a news hound. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That's Very it. Nice. All right. Uh, next up, uh, triumphant return of Corbin Redding. Jeremy, tell us about Corbin. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, wait, that's fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corbin is the tall, lanky goth of the group. He's the hex. Uh, he casts really bizarre spells. He's got a couple of twin horn serpent uh, tattoos down his arms that he 
burns things with. And I would have gladly burned those children to heal them. Which is interesting because the other burning that they suffered from the explosion did yeah. not do that. So your 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 fire you is totally different. You just have to different. burn all the way until you do a three sixty. Just that makes burn sense. harder. Burn two. It's just like, burn harder. It, it cycles around. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's 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 good thinking. That's good thinking. Uh, next up, we've got Phil's uh, Phil's sister. We've got Donna Theodore. Who? Um, well, things. Uh, I think you got caught on fire at one point too. Speaking of being burned, I think Donna got caught yes, on fire. Yes, yes. It, it it was yeah. not healing. It's not. Uh, no, did not there were no extra lives. No, 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 no. Well, we were talking before Donna. stream that I forgot because uh, she is the wronged. And one of the moves that she has for wronged is what doesn't kill me. So I'm supposed to get a plus one whenever I take harm. And I kind of forgot about that. And I was taking plenty of harm. Listen, so. I don't want you to feel like you're going to get shortchanged. So I will right off the bat have someone just come up and uh and just kind of set your hair on fire or something just so you just flick me in the air for no good reason (laughs) someone will just just bash you over the head with a giant uh strawberry milkshake and everything will be fine can i eat the strawberry milkshake and then get bashed over the head with the glass because that's the better order for that yeah yeah we'll see we'll play it up anyhow anything else you want to tell us about donna um I got to level up and I took an extra tough. So she is even more badass than she was uh, last time. Mm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. She was badass mm-hmm. last time she was. Question I mark? mean, in, in the, the, the build, <laughs> she's a badass. Okay. I'm not so sure in her uh, actions. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then finally, uh, finally, we've got Caleb Redding brother. Your, your brother's finally back. Caleb. How you feeling? Yeah. Man? Uh, um, I'm here. Uh, it's pretty cool. Corbin's back though. Uh, I'm gonna chill out for a bit. Just wait and see what happens. Kind of hungry though. Yeah, it was, um, it was a rough, I think it was a rough series of events for old Caleb as well as it got pretty dicey for Caleb, especially at the, uh, at that like RV park, I think things kind of went uh, yeah. went pretty south. Yeah, but you did hurt yourself eating. He did. He Ever? hurt himself oh. eating dickweed. So it was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dickweed ain't good for the stomach. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I mean, ever since ever since the house, Corbin, things have been weird. God, you were weird before then, okay, Caleb? No, it's been weird. I know I've been weird. Okay, glad that's been said. Okay, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, wait, what were you? Huh. Everyone agrees. All right. Uh, we ready to get started. I don't really feel like uh, we got to do a summary so much since it's a new episode. So let's just kind of start off on a new one. We're going to say about a week or so has passed. You've been uh, events in eastern New Mexico did not uh, go. They ended in, in it was a sort of a mixed bag. Good things, bad things. And so you kind of got out of Dodge a little bit before uh, before some stories broke. Traveled east a bit. And uh, we're going to pick up. Um, we'll say maybe a week and a half. 10 days or so have passed. Uh, we're going to put you all in a place called Bentonville, Arkansas. 
And we're gonna say that you have been staying. Uh, it's, it's it's really just sort of a passing through kind of situation. You maybe you have a lead on the on some on something down in maybe uh, maybe Georgia or so, and so you're kind of on your way there. And uh, and here you are in a staying in a place called the Barrow Lodge uh, in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, oh, our usual Waffle House isn't here. Oh. We're gonna call it. Uh, we're going to say that you're, you're, you're staying at, yeah, staying at a place called the Barrel Lodge. It's got a, it's got a small kind of hometown diner that's attached to it called Hog's Heaven, uh, where there's all manner of sausage and bacon and various, various breakfast, uh, breakfast meats, uh, to your heart's content. And, uh, I'm going to say we're going to pick up with you all around your, Around a diner, uh, and you're get, you know, you're around a booth. There's a handful of other folks. Uh, we're gonna say it's a Saturday, Saturday morning. So it's a decent, uh, it's a decent crowd. Uh, it's uh, it, it's mostly locals. There may be one or two other, oh, two other towners, but it definitely looks like most of the folks who who either uh, who who are attending this diner, uh, they kind of know each other. Some of the uh, the servers and the owner and stuff like that. Uh, you know that the the diner is attached to the lodge. So it's like kind of like a, a similar business. And so there are some folks like yourselves coming over some out of towners, just, you know, traveling through whatever it might be. It's a decent town. Uh, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not kind of completely run down. There's some, some decent neighborhoods here and there. Uh, but you guys are, are sitting around the, the dining, uh, the dining area you've got your, whatever you ordered for breakfast, whatever it might've been. Uh, and, um, you guys, have been overhearing all sorts of chatter uh, as, uh, as there's certainly some local gossip uh, that's kind of starting to, to stir up a little bit. Uh, it's hard not to, to, to miss. It's hard, you know, not to overhear. It's not like you're eavesdropping. It's so much like everyone's saying it. People coming by, even the, you know, when you, when you see the server, you know, your waitress, she's comes by with your coffee and kind of fills up, you know, your cups here and there, but you can tell she's kind of, eager to get back to the counter to kind of get on with the gossip. But the local news store, it's kind of strange. A local security guard by the name of Red Waddle was um, was found murdered about two days ago. Uh, he was found dead in a, in a very brutal fashion. Uh, he was gutted. He was hung on a wall on a hook inside of, a, uh, of an old, well, of an old factory. Uh, of an old, uh, of an old pig factory, like, uh, like pork factory. And, uh, there's basically been all this kind of chatter here and there. Uh, your waitress, it wasn't even supposed to work today, but like, uh, but Red Waddle, Waddle's, uh, Waddle's older sister was supposed to, like, she kind of took the, uh, took her, her, her shift because like his sister is like in, in just this, this utter shock and everything. But you hear these folks left and right, uh, kind of talking about it here and there. And like, there's all this other little whispering going on. You hear something about like, who did it? There's a murderer on the loose, and you hear a name kind of pop up more than once in a few different ways. You hear the name Clement. It's like a family name, and it's the name that's on the factory. It's a name of somebody they think might have, you know, might have killed the guy. There's like all gossip running around. And as you're sitting there, I'm gonna say Corbin, pick up the, you pick up your your check, and you see on the back of the check, in pencil, not in, not in pencil, excuse me, in pen, and this sort of like red pen. And you can, and you knew that your, your waitress didn't have the, a red pen. You can see there's all these little strange occult symbols that have been drawn on the back of it. So I'm going to turn it over to you all with the gossip, with these symbols, 
with all these different folks going around. And I'll ask you, what do you all want to do? I'll take it from a world traveler. When you go to a new diner, you always order pie and coffee. Because if the pie and coffee's bad, everything is bad. Pie and coffee are good, and you happen to have a stroke or a heart attack, you've had pie and coffee. You I'll look down at your pie. plate. You look down at your plate, and the plate has this big old piece of, I don't know, we want to say rhubarb pie or something, strawberry rhubarb pie or something like that. And it's it was delicious, Anton. Absolutely delicious. Big old cup of coffee. It's not these tiny little cups of coffee. It's a big old mug of coffee, nice and solid. They're not matching sets, but they're these big, hefty-looking things. Like they've been around for for decades. Like these are these things that these mugs have been around for a while. But everything's tasted wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It's safe now to order the bacon and eggs. Yeah, we're way ahead of you. We all finished eating uh, already. What are you uh, yeah. just uh, getting warmed up for the uh, main course? Uh, I'm good to go. The corned beef hash is good. Barbara just says, um, "I have eaten piece of toast and a cigarette." Five so Jeff, one of the things that Anton always does when he finds himself in a diner like this, mm -hmm. uh, there's often like a local board. People post things on the board. So I always check out the local board to see what's going on in the area. Lost so, dogs, lost kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a handful of lost, uh, lost pets. There's no lost kids. You don't see any missing children. Nothing pops up, but you do, you know, there is like a little bulletin board and kind of like the, uh, that middle area. It's not the, it's not like the, it's like the foyer kind of, uh, there's like a, there's like a cigarette machine. There's a couple places where people can sit if they're waiting, if it's particularly busy and you can see that there's a bulletin board up there has a announcements here and there for various local activities that are happening and little jobs and stuff with, uh, with little pull, you know, pull tabs at the bottom, a uh, handful, of, handful of missing recent animals, uh, within the past maybe week or so. Uh, but, uh, but no missing kids, nothing like that. Um, yeah. Anton, I'll take, uh, yeah. uh, take note of where the missing pets, like what area of the town they went missing in just in case it comes up later. Okay, fair enough. We'll keep uh, we'll keep that information in the back. Okay, uh, Anton, can I um, can I borrow a page out of your notepad and maybe a pencil or a pen for just a little bit? No, I, I keep spares. Oh, there you go. Thanks. Hey, and hey, just... Corby, did she give you her number? Sorry, uh, we have a crush. Corby. Oh, that's so sweet, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do some work now. Okay, thank you. And basically, Corbin's gonna just, you know take the notepad and start trying to recreate the symbols that he's seeing on the back of that, and mm -hmm. you know try and do that. See if anything kind of comes to mind to him. Like anything, if anything seems to seem like it would be something that would be something that should be recited, or if in the drawing and the practice of it that kind of incites some sort of ritual. Uh, just kind of seeing if anything pulls forward with that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get up and head to the counter. And, uh, oh, you know, my, my sister over there, she forgot to order her strawberry milkshake. Um, okay. so can I go ahead and go ahead and get, get one of those? And while I'm there, I want to ask the 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 you know the gossiping group like, so what is this about a murder? And okay. like, is the town safe? Like, what happened? 
So you go up to the counter, you kind of, you know, lean past a group of people you order, almost like you're at a bar, you order your milkshake yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for Donna, your, your waitress recognized you're like, oh yes, sure thing, sweetie, no problem. I, I'll have that for you out here. One, just one second. We got, we got some fresh strawberries today. Oh, we got a whole oh, bunch of them. Like... I love Saturday. He's got the farmer's markets and everything. Just wonderful. Oh. Wonderful. Um, Can we get so, like maybe like three or four of those on a plate on the side too? You mean you want some extra strawberry? Oh, of course, sweetheart. Yeah. We can do that oh, for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to slip her a fiver right uh, as well. Oh, she takes his like, You're so amazing. So Big spender. Well, that's yeah. so very kind of you. Your whole little group, just a bunch of strangers, just kind of waltzing on into town and just, oh, you just bringing a, a fresh air of sunshine on this very cloudy day. Metaphorically, yeah. of course. Metaphorically, I overheard. Yeah, what what happened? Oh well, it's uh, it, it's just an absolute terrible tragedy. You see, uh, you see, Red Waddle. He's a he, he was a troubled man. Uh, oh, he's a he's a he's a younger brother of a friend of mine who works here. Well, he was found deceased. And you hear somebody else like he wasn't just to say say he was butchered. Just absolutely just cut apart. And like, Henry, will you pop down? These folks are nice people from out of town. And plus, you're scaring the children over there. Look, no, we don't mind. We like hearing about it. And so everyone's kind of like, it just kind of cascades a bit. <laughs> and eventually, like, well, what happened is up at the old Clement factory, someone found him. They just found him hanging there. He Now, he run, he worked security because he was good for nothing. You could never really amount to much else. So it's just one of them kind of rental cop stuff, kind of goes to this property yeah. and that property. Yeah. And he just didn't come home. And, well, his sister, Teresa, one of my dear friends, well, she she was kind of calling around, worrying about he ain't got no wife. He ain't got no no, 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 no no children. He's got nothing like that. So really, his sister's all, 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 all that he's got, you know, and he's a... He was um he was a rough young man, you know. He didn't have he had friend. He peaked early. He's one of those types, you know. Mm. He was yeah, yeah. At, okay. athletically inclined, that kind of thing. Anyhow, they found him, and she leans for hanging on a hook inside that old factory. Now that old factory's been shut down for twenty years. No one's gone in it. No one uses it. They just kind of send him out there every now and then to make sure there's no squatters out there, or nothing like that. Okay, and. It's just absolute tragedy, absolute tragedy. Oh, well, and to think, and then and then you hear like some kind of man down the block. Well, you know, it, it, it's even if it's even it's even stranger to think about. It. It's been twenty years since their murders there too. You know, it's been twenty years. And just the other day, been twenty year anniversary. It was more murders at that factory. Oh, that's that's just ancient history. We don't really like to talk about that. It's it's the whole reason it kind of closed. About yeah, about twenty years ago, there was a fella who uh, who worked the well. He worked at the factory uh, by the name Sandy Oxford. You see, and well, him and his family they were decent, respectable folk. I mean, his parents they they used to own the Barrow Lodge, and I can't. I guess this place too. Now that I think about it. Anyhow, there was some sort of disagreement. Maybe he lost his job over there or nothing because he didn't really want to follow in the hospitality footsteps of his family. And he just really wanted to do something else, kind of strive. And so he went working for the Clements, as you see. And, well, everything just kind of went terrible. And, you know, 
I'd like to speak ill of the dead, but he had a bit of a mental break, you see, and well, he got all got all angry and ornery, and he took it out on on some of his uh, some of his his fellow employees. And there was some there was an incident. Hey, killed like twenty of them. We talking about? He killed like twenty. Shut him oh, into the my. meat grinder. Why are you being why are you pussyfooting on this? Dang it! Well, that's an explanation you, right there. And so she's like trying to like put this nice little uh, yeah yeah and, and, yeah. So, okay. So tasty. <laughs> well, that's okay. What? <laughs> like, well, yeah, thank you a, much. Well, it was a pork yeah, factory. You used to about the used to be a yeah, regional yeah, supplier. Strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. great. I went out of business that. after that. Oh, better do oh, well. That. Yeah, oh, well, they kind of shut. They kind of shut it down. Like, got you know, bad publicity and all that sort of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. I mean. How are they going to keep doing business when they can never guarantee what is or is not in the ground sausage? You think, oh my, you don't think they, oh no. No, 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 I'm just saying. Fed us people. No, no, they absolutely did not, you know. They wouldn't have never done that, but they probably shut it down just because people would start talking. And you know how kids like to. Make up rumors and anyway. Well, then you hear this little kid now. I'm like, I heard he wore a really ugly pig face and he called himself Razorback. That's what I, you shut up, little Henry. You shut your mouth, little Henry. You're as bad as your father. Old Henry, you better shut your boy up. I'm so very sorry for that. They just, they haven't learned manners at that age just yet. They haven't, and by by mm. by that age, I mean old Henry. He's like forty two, and he's an absolute horrible <laughs> man, horrible man. Oh well, that's anyway. You've been fantastic. Thank you much. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so, uh, and so she kind of goes about, goes in the back, comes back a little, you know, a few minutes later, has your your milkshake, your extra strawberries, all that kind of stuff. Um, Corbin, did you mm-hmm. want to do like investigate? You want to roll an investigate or something maybe to see if you can yeah. sort out what's going on on this? Um, yeah, I didn't know if it was like actually like magic weirdness or if it's more of like an investigate thing, whatever works um, best. Do you like investigate is like a kind of means like, like if you're trying to sort it out, suss it out, like I think okay. investigate makes sense. That's, that's work. That works for me. Why not? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, seven. Uh, ask me a question. Started sketching a picture of Razorback. Get distracted. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll just give you this. Uh, you can you can you can ask and answer a question if you want, or I can just kind of give you something. It's up, it's okay. up to you. If there's, I'll take what you want to give. Uh, these definitely these symbols uh, that you see uh, definitely have demonic undertones to them or overtones uh you're not entirely sure what they're doing or trying to say but you see some familiar symbology i understand like these are people that haven't actually done the research like i have so this is like what would happen if somebody just did the cliff notes uh, (laughs) stuff because i'm i'm good at this whoever did this is crappy at this but still you know maybe good enough to be violent Oh, demon Razorback. Okay. <laughs> the sketch improves. 
Well, you do see that in the diner, there's not an inconsiderable amount of like Arkansas Razorback stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. Folks with hats on and shirts on like is this is the country for it. So it's not uncommon. Um, But you also notice it's like you guys are talking and you're kind of looking at the corp and you see that little Henry fella start running down the aisle like he's like weaving in between these groups of people. He's got what looks like a couple pieces of couple pieces of bacon on his face like he's made his own little mask he's like i'm raising back i'm gonna kill you all ah! and like old henry is just kind of looking drinking his coffee not really caring one bit as he's just kids just running like an idiot what else are y'all doing that is a good question ah uh, is this strawberry milkshake a good milkshake uh, absolutely. It's a strawberry milkshake. Is there such a thing as a bad strawberry milkshake? I mean, there's, there's degrees of good. It's, it's a degrees of strawberryness. Is it like mm. a vanilla milkshake that's got like two little pieces of strawberry in it? Or is it a, you know, well mixed together oh, no. pink it, it, color? It tastes, it's pink color. It's got chunks of strawberry in it here and there as like a garnish. It's got a little bit of whipped cream at top and everything. Ooh. It is extremely decadent. You're probably going to have to take a nap for about seven hours after you finish this. And I will be providing a uh, very handsome tip then. It's at that point that your waitress comes back and you see her standing there and she's just like looking over at little Henry, just kind of shaking her head. And she's writing your checkup and she sees Corbin. You already have a check. It's like, huh, darling, did I already give you the check? I don't think I got it right here. That's peculiar. I must have. Did I give that to the wrong person? Can I see that real fast there, sweetheart? Uh, you set it down. Did I? It's got our, it has our items you, on it. And you open it up and it just, all you see on the one side is just a list of bacon. It's just like orders and orders and orders of bacon. And there's like none, no coffees. There's. <laughs> there's no coffees there's no pie it's just a <laughs> list of bacon after bacon after bacon well yeah, th- this must be a misprint we get misprints all the time it's i'm so very sorry th- let me get you your real one right here and she goes to kind of crumble that one up and kind of put it in her apron and kind of hands the new one over to here you go sweetheart uh it, is is there any kind of role that i can do here just to see her reaction to that or are you if trying it to read like genuine you're just confusion trying to read her? or yeah you're just trying to you're just trying to read her or kind of get a yeah you can roll and manipulate someone maybe i guess if you want or you could just do like you could do read a bad, situation. A bad situation yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'll do that even though my sharp is minus 1 because that seems like what it's supposed to be so we'll sure. see how this roll goes mm-hmm. uh roll 2d6 and a minus 1 go for it uh, that is a eight. I got a lolly and a two, no seven because of the minus one. Okay. So, and you roll, um, so yeah, you get a, so you, your question was like, what was her reaction? Like trying to get a sense of her reaction. No, she's genuinely confused. You think she's, you, you, she, she did seem genuinely confused. And there was, I would say there was nothing about her behavior that struck you as like dishonest. Uh, and she almost seemed a little embarrassed at the fact that you guys got the wrong, she gave you the wrong check more than anything. That's probably the only thing that you, you read from that, I would say. Okay. Uh, 
Given that, then what I would want to do is meander around and see if I can notice anybody that seems to have a like red marker or a red pen. So if like there's another like wait staff that has that like in their little, you know, like apron pocket or something like that. Sure. Uh, well, Don is doing that. I want to get up and excuse myself to go to the restroom. And on the way there, I want to look to see if anyone actually ordered that much bacon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, so what about Anton or Caleb? Uh, are the two of you up to anything right now? Okay. I was just kind of sitting there. And then is the little boy still running around yelling and stuff? Eventually someone does like grab him like very, it's like we're playing in like 1989. So mm -hmm. very strongly grabs him and just drags him back. Bacon and falls to the ground. Your waitress kind of goes over and starts cleaning it up a bit here and there, just kind of shaking her head. But yeah, like, they, like he's still, in the, he's still in the area. Yeah. No, if, if he was just still yelling and stuff, I would have like uh, played along and pretended like to be one of his victims or something, but you know, just to kind of like keep him distracted because i don't really know what to do okay so okay i mean if you want to uh, we could say that you you sort of play yeah. dead she's dragging him back and you're laying on the ground and stuff like that she just kind of looks at mr i i appreciate that you're trying to be all kind but there's a lot of tragedy that's at the root of this and i'm not sure if if, if i know your heart's in the right place but but red he was well he was not a very good man, but he is mm. a dead man, and that is kind of sad. And all them folks that that Sandy Oxford killed twenty years ago—I mean, I'm not sure if this is the kind of kind of humor that we should. This 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 is not the kind of humor we should sort of be instilling in this young fella. His father might not care, but some of us do. Uh, is what I'm saying. Because his father probably ain't going to live past 50, and the rest of us are going to end up having to raise your damned son. That's what it is. My <laughs> brother means well. He's, he's, you know, I'm just curious. Like, I, like, I don't have the constitution to eat that kind of an order, but who do you know somebody that comes here that actually eats that much bacon? Oh, that much impressive. bacon at once? Oh, goodness. No, I, no, I don't think so. I know that, Lonnie. Lonnie Redden, he eats a he eats quite a bit, but that fella boy, he just loves his eggs too. Um, like he'll get Lonnie. extra, and he prefers sausage. You see him with just tons and tons of sausage, pork sausage. Of course, is the only way to have it around these parts. However, uh, this doesn't look like his kind of order. If you get my drift, Lonnie hmm. who? Lonnie Redden. He's obviously not related. His name begins with no, L. no, he's not. He's not related at all. I don't think. All right. Well, I, I apologize. Oh, no, no, darling, there's no reason to along. apologize. You were just trying to have a little fun with the boy. I understand it completely. Yeah. Hey, so Oxford. Yeah. They catch him in prison. Oh, well, they kind of caught him, but kinda they didn't send him. him to prison. He, uh, well, if you really want to know. I do. He, uh, he put about 20 folks or so, I think, maybe even more, into the meat grinders and 
the Clement factory and That's well, <laughs> well, afterwards he said something about coming back from hell to, to finish what he started and then he, well, then he climbed into the grinder after them and mm. met the same fate. Alright. So, yeah. you know, if and he was a man of his word, then that'd mean that he'd try to do it. Now we've come back from hell, darling. Happen. This but. is Saturday, not Sunday, I know, but no, we, we demons ain't coming up from hell, and no Sandy Oxford's coming back to go killing folk. This is just some, some, well, it's not like Red didn't have his enemies. He was such a bully and mean folk, and I don't know why anyone thought it was a good idea to make him a security guard anyway, just propping him up, and now he's just going to use that power to kind of, you know how it is. He tried multiple times to become a cop, but he's too dumb to become a cop, so. Yeah, I, I um, wouldn't know too much about what people were thinking then because I was barely alive at that point. Or Wait, are you talking 20 years ago or just recent guy? Oh, just recently. Red's okay. the one who died the one, recently. The one, yeah, okay. He was murdered by not Sandy Oxford, not some demon coming up or nothing like that. He was murdered by a very disturbed person who more than likely had a grudge. I mean, you don't kill a person the way that Red was killed unless you've got some sort of personal grudge against him. You know, it was pretty violent. Well, either that or you've got some sort of issues. Well, there's that. That's yeah. true. Or you uh, demon come back from hell. Don't go putting that in the heads of little Henry, okay? You no, all are just passing through, him. and once you're gone, I'm yeah. going to be the one who's going to have to be dealing with that boy and his stupid little I, stories every Saturday morning. I wouldn't wish that on you, so no. I ain't going to tell him. Well, thank you, sweetheart. And she kind of like pats you on the cheek, and then it's like your cheek is a little kind of kind of oh. cold. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you sick, baby? You, you sick, darling? You want some chicken soup or something? I have poor circulation. Ah, I see. I understand. One of my husbands was like that, but he's I need dead to get more now. Exercise. I hear you. I understand. Don't we all? Don't we all? Now, yeah. excuse me. And she kind of like waddles off. Uh, meanwhile, the Theodores, uh, you're specifically looking for a few things. So, Phil, you are looking for anybody who just has a stack of meat somewhere uh, in here, like a ton and ton. Yep. No, yeah. nothing like that. I mean, you see other big groups of people where there's plenty of bacon and sausage and stuff like that but nothing but they have other things you see like pancakes you yeah. see eggs you see all okay. of the, the spread right there's nothing that stands out it's just like one person eating all this kind of stuff um donna you do notice that there is uh there is a woman who uh is doing what looks like a a crossword puzzle uh, and she is sitting, um, in a, a kind of a small, it's a small table in the corner. There's a, uh, she's probably like you would pick her maybe in her late thirties, maybe something like that. And you see that there's another man with her, uh, who is, um, who's kind of sitting across the table. He's kind of eating away. You can see he's got like this, this He's got like this book on Sun Tzu uh, on top of the table. He's got it open and he's just kind of reading it here and there. And he's like taking a bite of something, kind of reading, taking a bite. 
and they're not really talking at all. And she's just kind of doing a crossword puzzle, it looks like, and she's got a rib pin. Uh, is what he is putting in his mouth bacon, perhaps? It's a mix of a little bit of everything. It's just a normal breakfast. Okay. All right. Just checking. Um, so I will... Um, I'm going to wander over and um, so they're kind of off into the corner a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the place is pretty busy, but yeah, they do have, they do seem to have a little bit of a separation from everybody. Like they, like they have like a prime position in the corner, like a little space to themselves. No, their table's too close to them. Um, she is dressed in very kind of professional attire. Uh, looks like she's a businesswoman. Um, he is dressed in what very much looks like loose clothing, almost like tracksuit style. Um, and, uh, he looks like he may or may not have come from or is going to the gym. Okay. Uh, so Donna is going to, um, can go, go back over to our table real quick and she's going to kind of, um, tap. Hey, Corby. So I think I found in the corner somebody with a red pen. So maybe she's the one that did the thing. Do you have like, I know you said that those were like basic little symbols. Do you have like, I can like give a note back to her with like better symbols or symbols that she might understand. I could just like sneak it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Do that. So walk me through what's that. What are you doing? Like what, what's happening now? So we're like, we got a note passed to us. And so we're looking to pass a note back. So okay. we're going to see if like Corbin can write up some symbols that would like. Okay. It's going to be the equivalent okay. of like Latin or like roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> okay. Just some sort of like basic demonstration. Meet, that meet you're me aware outside of in 15 minutes stuff. if you meant this for me. <laughs> okay. like... Yeah, it doesn't okay. even rhyme at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's just do like an, I don't know, like an act under pressure or something maybe. Uh, okay. I can't really think of what would fit with that. We'll say that. Okay. Because you could get it colossally wrong. Uh... Okay. And what okay. were we using audience for? Audience uh, for again? Was that a reroll? Plus or? one, I think. One. I think you can yeah, use at most one. one per roll. Plus one yeah. on a roll. Singular so right. ones. Yeah. And we got a seven, so it's already into the... Right. So we'll say okay. this. the You're able to scratch something off. I'm sure you have scratch paper or whatever it might be. Uh, it's on loan me some, yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's got his his detective, you know, his detective notepad and everything. Um. And Donna, you're able to, you're going to deliver it sort of surreptitiously, just kind of slide it down. Okay. Yes. You get within like two steps of their table and like without looking up, uh, the, the man says like, that's all right, darling. We are not yet done. You don't need to take the place just yet. I still have a lot to do, a lot to read, a lot to eat. Got to get my carbs going. You understand what I'm saying? Got to get the energy, the fuel inside me. Hey, you're not our waitress. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I am definitely not. I'm just, um, you know, 
had a wonderful milkshake here, just, you know, getting, you know, the rest of my group's not ready to go yet. So just, you know, kind of pacing around a little bit, just, you know, getting some steps in, working it off. And so while she does that, she's going to try to kind of turn towards him and kind of have her back towards the woman so that she can just kind of try to drop it um, okay. kind of like under the table on that's her fine. side. Yeah, that's fine. You can go ahead and do it. And uh, you, so as you walk away, you hear like the shuffling of a newspaper and like you like look over your shoulder and she picks it up and everything. And she kind of looks at it kind of strangely, looks over at you, kind of shakes her head, kind of like confused. They had they exchange something really fast, and then you're back at your own table. Uh, let's see, Anton, what are you up to? What do you want to do? Probably happening concurrently to everyone else, but uh, sure. since Anton is a, a fan of the paper medium, he wanted to look over that receipt, see if the handwriting was the same for every entry, if the pen strokes were the same, if the color of ink was the same. Uh, so definitely the color ink is different. The color of ink is different. Cause like the woman who the waitress who wrote your stuff, uh, definitely she's just using a black pen, nothing special. Uh, this pen that Corp, the, the receipt that Corbin was looking at with the demon, the, the sort of demonic type symbols and such that was red. Uh, when you look at the writing, when you're comparing your actual check to this fake check, uh, before she takes it back, you can tell that, uh, it's different writing. She didn't write this for sure. Um, the writing, I would say looks a little, it looks sort of like, um, like shaky in a bit in, in, a, in a way, whereas like hers are like these swift sort of, uh, like sort of curly strokes, things like that. So it doesn't well, look the same. Big question. Is this yeah. one of those tear off regi- register, uh, receipts that the, you know, the green and white yeah. pads that they write? Exactly. Thing? Yeah. They're That's numbered. Exactly what it is. They're numbered. Are they sequential? Yeah. So you took you look at, you look at the number for yours, you look at, and then you sort of memorize yeah. the number. They are not. No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, in fact, I would say your the one that you have. Uh, it has a zero. It has basically a, a set number of zeros at the start, uh, and then it says a one nine seven zero at the end. Uh, and then I would say you're smart enough, Anton, that you can kind of piece it together that it sort of looks like a date, uh, as you see like a couple of zeros, and you see like almost looks like an October. Like, like a 10, like a 1030 slash 1970, maybe. And then a bunch of zeros to the left of all that. Sure. And yeah, I just yeah. take note of that. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's check back. Let's check back in with Phil then. Phil, you were going to go to the bathroom uh, to, and you looked at, you were looking for someone who might have had like a bunch load of meat and you didn't see anything. Right. Uh, what would you want to do now? Uh, um, you know, I'm not sure. I would probably head back to the table to connect. Um, beyond that, I think it's a little out of hands investigating weird mystical stuff and mm-hmm. Donna delivering secret notes. And yeah. Okay. Hanging loose. Okay. Fair enough. Does anybody else have anything that they're looking to do within the diner as you are, you have eaten, you're kind of, you're taking up a, a, a table, a booth uh, during a, a breakfast rush. Is there something else that you are looking to do, talk to, anything like that? I think Donna's I think delivered good. a note, so I think she's ready okay. to go outside and see if it uh, turns into a conversation. Okay. So you all 
do you do you just head outside? Okay, you head outside, linger around your vehicles. A few minutes later, it's kind of an awkward, like, oh, I guess nothing came of this. And you hear the, the, the bell ring over the doors. A couple of folks leave. Gossip can continue to go. A couple of you might even overhear like, ah, you know, you know who I think it was? I think it was that Cyril Clement. He never he never liked that that red wall at all. I heard he used to get picked on all the time by him. That's got to be who it is right there. That's where I'm putting my money on. And, and you're like that boy. He no, he he ain't he. He is a wallflower. He ain't going to hurt nobody. What's wrong with you? He saw he weighs like 110 pounds, too. There ain't no way that little boy is lifting up that that big old hunk of whatever the hell Red Wild let himself become. Boy, he is just so disappointed. And then they kind of like walk off. And as they walk off, do you see the that woman business suit? You don't see the man, but you just see the woman in the business suit wander up to you, Donna. And she looks you straight in the eye and she kind of holds up the note. Did you leave this for me? I presume. That would be a correct assumption. Well, appears you want to be out here to talk to me about something. And I'm here. Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to explain yourselves what it is you want from me and my family but we are currently suffering a very difficult time. So, be out with it, be out with it quick. Who are you, and what do you want? Uh, well, I was actually thinking that I was responding to you, because we had got a note with a red pen, so I was responding to you. So, are you looking to communicate something to us? Ma'am... I don't know who any of you are. I've never seen you before in my life. I have no business with you. Name's you? Caleb. She looks over to me. Pleasure to meet you, Caleb. I'm sure. I know. But who if you as I said, pleasure to meet you, Caleb. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have uh, business to attend to. And she's kind of like, um, where's that idiot brother of mine? And she like looks I'm, back. I'm sorry. Are you a member of the model family? No, I am not a member. And she looks, she looks insulted. I am not a member of the Waddle family. Oh. I'm so sorry. You, you said that you were, uh, I, I misunderstood what you were referring to. I do not presume you do not know who I am. No, I do not know who you are, ma'am. Sophia Clement, heiress to the Clement family fortune. Oh, well, it is uh, nice to meet you. I was unaware of your uh, status in this area. You were unaware. You're unaware that my youngest brother is currently missing and some of these fools within this diner suspect my little brother of killing their big oaf of a man, ex-quarterback, whatever he was in high school. And you, you're unaware that these very symbols that you've drawn here on this little sheet of paper just happened to be found next to the body of Red Waddle at the crime scene in my family's factory that's been closed down for 20 years. You just happened to do this. You don't have any other reasons that you might have sent me this little message here. Uh, no. 
Yeah, that's about the right of it. That that's just what was on the the check that got dropped off for me with an order for about thirty pounds of bacon. Which didn't make much sense. Yeah, thirty pound. You ordered thirty pounds of bacon. Okay, look at me. I did not order thirty pounds of bacon. And she's kind of she is kind of a, a taking stock of you. Who are you people? My name is Phil. Pleasure to meet you, Phil. My name is Sophia Clement. Do you have anything of your brother on you at the moment? Like anything that belongs to him? On me at the moment. I do not make it a habit of carrying my brother's things. He is a grown man. I do not Is there anything he would normally carry with him that would be special to him? That he would almost never leave behind? Well, he is a... He is a bit of a poet and carries his journal around with him. But I have to tell you something, Mr. As he kind of leans in. Corbin. Mr. Corbin, yes. I haven't seen my brother in two days. Just before the death of Mr. Red Waddle. Now, there are some folk, and all, thankfully, it's no folk with any amount of leverage or power within this town who seem to think my brother might have been involved in this murder. So, uh, as you might expect, Oh, I, yes, I, Mr. Phil, with, with that information, I'm worried that he's involved too, just in the wrong way. What if he's in, he's da- in danger? I beg your All pardon. I know is I need to go to the bathroom now. Your brother. What if he's in danger too? In danger from, Whatever happened to Red? What happened to Red is that Red, for the better part of his miserable life, was a very giant and cruel asshole of a man. And he made some terrible wagers and bets on a variety of of sports games and such. I imagine some of his chickens came home to roost. I don't mean to mix the animal metaphors. I, I get that too. I do, and I understand. It's got to be tough for you. Like I really, I really feel for you. It's got to be rough having all this additional limelight on your family. But uh, I'm just saying. Usually, there's no coincidence when someone has been hung from a hook. Um, it very well could be that maybe your brother accidentally. A bystander, you know, no witnesses. And well, you've got maybe we could help find him. And why is it that you all would just as good Samaritans wish to find my brother? Well, I mean, uh, we're good Samaritans. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. He's he's a nice guy. He probably would do it for free, but I mean, we're not exactly rich ourselves. And if you want something more believable than just the kindness of our hearts, then there might be a reward. So you see, suddenly things kind of dawn on her, and she kind of nods her head. And saying, I see. You all are looking for a paycheck. Is that what it is? Well, I mean, like we're not talking bank breaking stuff but we are good at finding people 
are you now? Is that what you do for a living? Are you all professional uh, people finders? Yeah. Pretty much. Anton is a PI. She looks over at Anton. Well, now that is interesting. Hmm. You're officially licensed in most states. <laughs> he says convincingly. Is Arkansas one of those states? It is not. But this can <laughs> remain. Are you looking for results or are you worried about technicalities? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Somebody amongst the group, go ahead and take the lead on a manipulate someone role. And whoever doesn't take the lead, who has been contributing to this conversation, so I think everybody but Corbin, um, can roll a help out if they want. So who wants to take the lead on trying to manipulate her into hiring you? I can do that. I'm pretty decent at charm. Okay. You um, are charming. The like rest of you, out. yeah, the rest of you who are there and contributing something can roll uh, a help out to see if you can give up a bonus to the roll. And let's see how that goes. <laughs> I'll need to do that. That is cool. Uh, okay. So you uh, get a, a plus one uh, from Anton, but Anton does expose himself to trouble or danger. Oh my gosh. I rolled two ones. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. dear God. Those strawberries uh, had worms. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Uh, well, actually, Phil, go ahead and roll it first. Go ahead and give you give yeah. give the roll right. with the plus one from Anton. Uh, don't forget we have audience uh, dice if you want to use it. You know, an audience die in there too. I don't know I, how to add that manually, so be a thirteen. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, all right. So, oh my goodness. They, okay. So not only do they do what you want right now, which is hire you to find her younger brother, nice. uh, but they will become your ally for the rest of the mystery. And if you do enough for them, uh, she could become your ally uh, for the rest of, you know, basically permanently. Uh, okay. Which is, I mean, a rich mm. heiress. He's got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad person to have in your back pocket. Yeah, okay. So she does start to think, you know, that is kind of interesting. It would be sort of uh, prudent to have perhaps some outsiders without the the baggage that sometimes the Mm Kamant family carries looking into this. Huh. And you are professional, at least elsewhere. Then she turns over towards Anton at this point. However, Mr. Anton, if you all do something that would embarrass the family, that would shed negative light on my father, my mother, or just the Clement name, I can assure you that not only will you no longer be licensed in any state, well, you might find yourself on the wrong side of the bars. For we do have a significant amount of donations to the penal system within Arkansas. It wouldn't be the first time, ma'am, <laughs> that we will do our utmost. And we will, of course, um, rename any mention of your family if this is ever documented in some source. Elsewhere. Absolutely. We have no intention of, we just want to make sure no one else can get her. 
And so you see she reaches into her bag and she pulls and you hear like a keychain. This is, she hands this over to you like a ring, like an old fashioned like ring of keys. This will, when uh, when you are able, if you would like to access the, uh, well, the site of the factory, uh, the, uh, the local uh, law enforcement has um, deemed it a crime scene, but I would imagine folks of your skills shouldn't find that too difficult to circumvent, especially when here are keys that should get you past any of the padlocks or any of the other doors. Uh, I, I will say, though, be careful not to let on to the law enforcement you are trespassing. And should any of them catch you, I suppose I would have to not remind you that you stole those keys from me and I will Absolutely. immediately turn you in. Yeah. We found these on the side of the road. We'll never she, mention your involvement at all. She pulls out a card. She hands it over to you, Phil. It's got her name on it. It's got some sort of charitable organization underneath it. It's got her contact information. And on the back, she writes the address. When you have something to report, come to the family house. I'm sure my mother and father would like to hear this as well. Where is that Absolutely. idiot brother of mine? So we're going to cut to the bathroom. We're mm -hmm. Corbin. Oh, no. Walk into the bathroom. And you can see inside the bathroom, there is a man who has on kind of loose clothing. He's got slick back hair, like like 1980s Wall Street kind of slick back hair. But he's got loose uh, kind of workout clothing. And when you push open the door, you can see he's kind of going through these like martial arts motions, like in front of the mirror and just kind of staring at himself. And all these motions left and right. And the door opens. He doesn't really acknowledge you as you walk in. It's the same person that is sitting next to the woman as you push uh -huh. into the bathroom, Corbin. What'd you like to do, buddy? I just kind of like look at him, let him be doing his thing, and I'll be lighting my candles so I can start dripping red wax all around the toilet bowl. Okay. Like, I'm just going to pretend like what he's doing isn't weird, <laughs> so long as he doesn't think what I'm doing is weird. Okay, are you are you closing the stall or are you doing this in full? I'm watching him because it's just fascinating. <laughs> and so you just see him like kind of squat, and he's doing it's basically like Worf from Star Trek: The Next Generation, kind of going through his things here and there. And then every now and then you hear him just sort of whisper, either to you think maybe at first it was to you, but then you realize it's not to you; it's to himself, and he's just like. Victorious warriors win first and then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first, then seek to win. And he's just kind of moving back and forth, and he turns around, and he looks at you, just kind of nods, and then he kind of gives you a little bit of a bow. May your spiritual journey lead to enlightenment. And then he starts backing out, turns around, and gets ready to leave the bathroom. I love this guy. <laughs> I feel so much more normal now. I'm doing Can my little ritual over a toilet bowl. That guy made me feel so normal. Can we invite him to the team? Like, oh my god, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so uh, Corbin, that's good. Like he gave that little mantra, which is good because I want to get myself with the mindset of like thinking of somebody like thinking of poetry as I try and. You know, in in the the red wax and stuff around the toilet bowl, I'll do the little symbols that I saw from the thing. I'll also okay. visualize the young man's name along with the you know trying to visualize not just him, but also like a 
a little journal full of poetry and to kind of help tune myself into the idea of poetry. I'll think of that guy's mantra and okay. just try and do my best to think of this poor young man and where he might be. And then I'll flush the toilet and stare into the swirling water to try and do my divination road. Okay, roll your divination. God, I love the ritual so much. <laughs> it is a it is an odorous bathroom, as it is a Saturday brush, oh. uh, a breakfast rush <laughs> in Arkansas. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of pork being eaten. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh god. Oh goodness. Man, uh, I'm a partial success machine tonight. Okay, uh, so what is it you're looking to accomplish? Let's say, like, what are you looking to get out of this? Trying to get a vibe for where that kid is, the the Clement okay. brother. Okay, um, like whether it's a hint of like, because you know, between him, the poetry books, whether it's something between the two of them. You are sitting there. You're um, you're kind of going through this process. The door closes. It gets very very quiet. You start going through your your normal process. You you hear the sudden interruption of silence as the as the toilet bowl swirls and swirls and swirls. There's nobody else in here that you can tell. Um, there's a handful of stalls, handful of urinals, etc. And as you're watching it, like the water just continues to swirl and gets kind of kind of dark and and sort of dis, you know discolored and tainted. As you're like reaching in, as you're not reaching in, as you're like leaning in and looking, looking for a sign, you're suddenly startled as the sound of this horrifically squealing, terrified pig comes from the stall to the next, you know, right over next to you, just screeching and screeching and screeching. You do the thing where I like kind of. Peek up and over. You peek up and over and you look down and you can see sitting on the toilet of the stall, there is a very large pig, a little bit, a little bit discolored here and there. You can see it's kind of covered in a little bit of mud, kind of patchwork here and there. And it is, you know, you probably, it's, it's fairly large, but it's sitting in a manner, not unlike a person would sit on a toilet. And as you lean down, as you like kind of look over, its head turns up towards you and looks at you. And its eyes have like this sort of strange, sort of humanistic quality to it. And as it's kind of looking at you and like there's this great deal of empathy in its eyes as you're just kind of looking at it and it's staring at you, its mouth opens and like echoing out of that mouth is this horrific, painful screech that shoots out this this horrific smell like almost like sulfuric in its in, in its odor that pushes you back like a gust of wind and you go falling back down into your stall i recoup myself take just a moment to peek back up and over is it gone it is gone it's empty completely <laughs> Yeah, basically do the equivalent of some. I, I can normally produce like big gouts of fire. I'll just do like a little small burst, the equivalent of like lighting a match in a sticky bathroom. Okay. And you notice that that light, that lighted match, it, it's just a little bit more illuminated than you expected. It just, it almost kind of singes your eyebrows as it comes out. 
<laughs> so as Corbin settles himself, the rest of you who are out front, uh, you've been lingering for a bit uh, with Sophia. She, we could say that she's been giving you maybe basic background on her brother or this or that or just basic stuff about the town. The door opens and you see coming out uh, is a man. Donna, you've seen him before. I've described him a couple times already. He is dressed in very fine, very high end, like warm up gear, slick back hair. Uh, he has tucked underneath his uh, his armpit. He has a large, a heavy book on Sun Tzu. And he comes out and you can hear Sophia, her voice. It's about time, Zachary. How long were you? You know what? Never mind. Let us go. And he kind of walks past you all. And he's just like, namaste. Nods here and there. <laughs> and goes to the it goes to the other side of the vehicle. She gets in on the, on the driver's side and she says to you all, I expect updates every every day. Uh, please reach out to me sometime later this evening and apprise me of whatever progress you have made. Thank you. Well, thank that, you. Guys, why'd that guy say I'm going to stay if he left? Uh, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. He said I'm going to stay. It, it was oh, buddy. something different. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's it's namaste. It's not I'm gonna say it's it's a it's a one of them yoga things with like the neo tights and the <laughs> the weird little beds that are too small for him. Okay. Weird. So the Clements, uh Sophia and Zachary. Uh she probably explained to you in why we were dealing with Corbin. She's got two brothers. She's the she's the middle child. She's got an older brother, Zachary, who you've now met, and a younger brother, Cyril, who is missing and is the one that she's hired you now to locate. Her parents are still alive, Archie and Penelope, uh, and they have and she has invited you to the Clement Mansion to apprise uh, apprise the family of whatever progress you make into locating young Cyril. Now, Cyril is when I say young. He's not a child. He's in his twenties. He's he was a he was like a, basically a high school mate of um, of the dead man. It's uh, a red waddle, uh, not the same age, but red waddle was a bit of a bully. That that is information she clearly shares with you, as since everyone's already talked about that here and there. Uh, but they would both be in their like late twenties or so, uh, whereas she's kind of in her her mid thirties, and then Zachary is like in her in his late thirties or so, kind of in the like that's, that's sort of the spread of the ages here. Uh, so we'll say they drive away, and I will turn to you all. How, what do you guys like to do? Well, Talk about so, yeah, I really think that the factory is calling to us. Yeah. But it's also a crime scene, so that may be an evening kind of thing. Agreed. Agreed. I, I also... Was, oh, yes. Yes, brother. I was going to say, while... Oh, I did learn that there was like a bunch of murder 20 years ago in that factory. Something that may be in newspapers at the time. Uh, the library, check out the uh, newspaper record art things. Maybe worthwhile. 
you're just so smart. I was just going to say we should go either to the library or the local news, whichever one might be open on a Saturday that we could look at the archives. Yeah, I know we're not like mercenaries, whatnot, but I thought it'd be less suspicious than us just doing it out of goodness of our hearts. No, no, the great goodness idea. Anytime. Of your is never can... a place to start. And we would never have gas money if it were for that, Phil. So, Caleb, good thinking. (laughs) That's why I'm not in charge of the finances. All right, cool. Hey, Corbin, that's good. good. I believe I. If there was a pig on the toilet and it was sitting there and it was talking to me, but it wasn't talking, like, I think. I think somebody took the Clement kid and they're like, maybe, I don't think they turned him into a pig. They probably didn't actually turn him into a pig. That's stupid. But maybe somebody's treating him like a pig, like holding him hostage and treating him like the things that their factory normally takes care of. I'm sorry. I just had a really weird experience in the bathroom. Um, I did. Sorry. It's probably all the burgers and pork. Yeah, I I lit a match in there and it nearly took my hair off. Was it a cute little pig or was like it like a pig? No, it was just scary. Oh, that's too bad. Piglets or something. Did the pig have a tag on its ear? No, it didn't have anything like that. No. It was just sitting on the toilet like a person. Like I did my little ritual to see if I could figure out where Cyril was. And like I was trying to hone in on him. Like with some what the, his sister talked about, and then lo and behold, the freaking stall next to me like there was, yeah, it's just weird, man. Well, I think it's a sure sign that we need to visit a farm or plant farm <laughs> anywhere with pigs. But I, I, yeah. I do think in the daylight, maybe we go where the old newsprints are. Well, you know, yeah. who's never night. sleeps? Surely they'll be open on a Saturday, but um, I, but, I would but think so. Too small town. A, a small town like the library is going to be some like kid events. They, the parents that are still hungover from Friday night, send their kids off to the library to get story to them by high schoolers. So, yes, we know that very well, don't we, Phil? Mm-hmm. We sure do. Okay, so well, I'm hearing make like a banana and split. So, so some of you want to go to a library, and some of you want to go somewhere else. Where's where's the other place we want to go? We'll say two groups. Where do we want to do? Where you guys the pig farm? Or do you I'll go where you tell me pig farm. Donna and Phil are definitely going to the library. It's a question of if people to want to go to the newspaper or the pig farm. Well, Corbin, uh, I, I think that's a clear vision. I think we should go to the pig farm. Yeah. Here, here, I'll root around the back of our van, come out with some clipboards and a hard hat. I'll okay. get us in. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you guys go back into your cars. You split up. Hey, Corbin, going Anton this? going one direction. Phil, Donna going another. Caleb is going to join one of them in a second. Corbin, you open the door to sit down. And as you open the door, you see right where you're about to sit. This pig, the same pig you saw sitting on top 
of the stall in the bathroom turns and looks at you, screams. You get that same, like, gust. You kind of fall back in shock a bit. And when you look back up, it's gone. The rest of you don't see it, don't hear anything. All you do is see Corbin just fall and stumble and uh, onto the ground. Pig. It's my, I call it shotgun. Pig. Boys syrup in them. All right, buddy. Uh, I think you would love to see the pig farm. And honestly, something's weird. I feel really off. Okay. All right. Well, that's what happens when you don't share your weed. <laughs> don't, I don't smoke weed. I don't even eat meat. Yeah, I, man. Who I, smokes weed? No one. No one smokes weed around here. Oh. <laughs> okay. Start so, that devil's lettuce. We'll let you go. So you split up. We got Anton and the Reddings are headed out to... You'll get a, a name. Um, you asked about a plant. There isn't one. The The Clement factory used to be like sort of the centerpiece. It shut down. And from now on, like there's nothing within this particular town, a uh, plant factory, none of that. All of the local farms that have any kind of... that like these there's, there's one particular pig farm that you get the name of, uh, the McKinney farm. And so you have that. Uh, but they all kind of have to ship out to a neighboring town uh, to when, whenever they're selling. Uh, but never has a replacement kind of propped up within the, the, the sort of the confines of this particular town. And so the three of you, you start driving out. It's on the outskirts of town, obviously, so it's going to take you a little longer to get there. Meanwhile, the Theodores, you're heading over to the library. That's that's just down the street, actually, just a couple blocks away. You can actually walk there. You're in this little downtown section uh, of Bentonville. And uh, it is Saturday, so you're not wrong in that there are a handful of uh, there are a handful of like different events and things going on. But at the same time, like it's late morning, maybe right around lunchtime, you probably all had a late start. You're getting ready to leave town. You weren't even planning to stay here that long. Uh, but we'll say the two of you make it to the library. Um, quite a few folks here, but mostly it's like a kid thing going on. You can see like there's some sort of special uh, kind of literacy fair going on. And you see like there's uh, stuff out in, the, out in the parking lot. There's people kind of doing little fairs and like, you know, face painting and stuff like that. And then they go back inside and they read around here and there. So it's like this little kind of jamboree thing going on. Uh, what do you two want to do? Do they have a cakewalk? Uh, of course they have a cakewalk. What kind of question is that? I get distracted. I'm going to go win us a cake. Okay. So Phil, Phil, <laughs> Phil decides to forget the research, and he's going to go enter into a cakewalk against a bunch of kids ages 12 and under. Donna, what uh, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Donna's not uh, particularly surprised by this. Uh, Donna says, uh, good luck, Phil. Hope you win. Okay. Thanks. I'll share it with you. All right. Better. So we'll say out in uh, the parking lot, uh, we'll say that old Phil, you're, you're sitting out here. There's a group of people. There's chatter, just like the diner. You're hearing it left and right. You also notice that there's a, a handful of local law enforcement that seem to be here as well. Um, you are yeah. given some strange looks when like you show up and try to like get into this child cakewalk competition, but everything's sort of smooth though. They're with like wonderful Southern charm and hospitality. And so they oh, kind yeah. of pull you yeah, aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I'll say you here, uh, because you're out here and there are a handful of cops around, you do you do actually overhear some some more strange things kind of going on. You hear more of the same. There's all sorts of stuff about about the Clements. There's stuff about Red Waddle. There's people who suspect it. You don't get a sense that the cops think Cyril did anything, and they seem to be more kind of in line with your thinking that maybe something bad happened to him, or maybe Good. he paid somebody to do something. That, that, that seems to be the way to go about doing it. But I'll tell you this. One thing you do here, Phil, is that yeah. the... There is a there is something kind of strange. You can tell that something happened at a, at the at the local local police station. Something with evidence lockup, and like you hear it as like oh. whoever was on duty watching evidence lockup is like suspended because of uh, an old piece of evidence went missing. Same piece of evidence that was used. Apparently, it's a mask of some kind, some kind of pig mask that was used. And the murders oh. at the Kamont factory about 20 years ago, and it just went missing. Now, the person who got suspended swears they were on, they, they didn't fall asleep, nothing like that. And so mm-hmm. you definitely hear like there's conversation going on about this missing mask. Okay. I definitely take mental note, seeing as I'm a stranger in town participating in a cakewalk. Uh, I don't want to draw any additional attention. So just note, and I'll confer that with the group later. Okay. Uh, we'll cut to Donna on the inside then. Donna, what uh, what, are you, what is Donna doing inside this library? So Donna is uh, looking for kind of the old um, archive for magazine, for newspaper, sorry. Um, so she's basically going back 20 years to the murders that happened before and just kind of trying to read up on some of the details of what happened uh, with those murders, the, you know, op-eds and whatnot kind of around that time frame okay um why don't we go ahead and investigate a mystery on this one uh as as research can take a little time it's easy to miss some things here and there so why don't we do a roll on this one uh as you start going through these old newspapers and such uh and uh okay. and go from there i'm going to take an audience for this one because i want to make sure that i'm doing all right yeah How'd you Goodness, do? not great. Um, so sharp is a <laughs> uh, investigative mystery. I should really shouldn't be the one doing this. Uh, sharp is a minus one, uh, so that is a three, a two, and then a one from the audience, which is then a minus one. So that's a six. Okay. It, it, the, the most of the news, like the, the newspapers are on file. You kind of go through some of them here and there. There's not a lot of librarians that are willing to help you as there's so much going on. And so maybe it's, maybe you're just missing some things here and there. I will say there is one thing that you pick up on though. Uh, and that when you're looking at the story of Sandy Oxford, the Oxford family, the Oxford family apparently did used to own the Barrow Lodge in Hogs Heaven, the attached the, the diner that you all ate this morning. That's true. Um, after the travesty in 1970, it, things went terrible for them, and it went terrible for the Clement, the Clement family too. Things kind of broke apart. These were these were two very you know powerful families in the area. Oxford family eventually moved away. Uh, those that survived. Um, but the thing that you, the, the thing that you didn't hear about before is that you, you notice some of the headlines 
use a term. They kind of gave him a term is apparently Sandy kind of started to lose his mind a bit towards the end. Uh, and he, he called himself not Sandy, not Oxford, but Razorback. Like that was sort of it. And you even see a photograph, uh, of, well, not, uh, yeah, I would say it was a, it's a photograph of like a sketch of what, Sandy Oxford look like and he was kind of wearing his you know factory gear and stuff like that and he's got like this they got this cre- you know this this sort of pig mask like over half of his face here and there and then it just says artist rendition of Razorback Oxford okay so that's oh, the right. two of you we'll, we'll, okay. we'll kick on over then to the Reddings and Bankowski and Anton three of you drive you eventually get it's a little outside of town uh, but you do find uh, the McKinney farm. Uh, so how, what's your strategy here? How are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing and, and how are you going about doing it? Okay. I want to, I want to use a, a combination of a couple of things that I've got. Uh, okay. So under my moves, I have, uh, let's see. Uh, where is it? The Jessica Jones entry where I double talk <laughs> someone to get in. So we're okay. going to be coming in from uh uh, basically a government meat inspector surprise thing. And to make it legit, I'm going to use one of my contacts, which one of my contacts is an auditor. And uh, perhaps he has an extension with the federal government. <laughs> what's what's the auditor's name? Uh, yeah. Well, give us a name. He's Makowski. Okay. All right, Old so family he- friend. You I've also all. got organized crime contacts, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> okay. So you all drive up and you see, uh, you see like kind of dirt back roads here, but you do actually see kind of a stall set up where there are apparently a handful of like local farmers in the area that have kind of pitched in. And there's like this little uh, kind of like uh, a farmer's market kind of going on. And you can see that there is a big sign that this is the McKinney like like the McKinney farm, that's where it's kind of, it's being held on the corner of it. There's a handful of folks and you're very easily, uh, you can very easily get pointed to uh, the McKinney's. Now specifically you're given the name Randall McKinney and you can see a young man, maybe late twenties, early thirties at most. He, he's, he's rough and tumble type. Uh, he seems to be the one that's kind of sitting outside of like their little stall selling you know basically slabs of meat and stuff and jerky and things like that to people there's not a whole lot out there but he's got these big old coolers and things nearby Uh, but that's who it is that you all kind of walk up to and he looks he's got a very mean mean looking face like his face is just in this constant state of scrunch like he just looks really really angry and he doesn't want to be here and that's who you walk up to and talk to anton um so what does so it Anton's sound got like a clipboard yeah under one arm uh anton keeps uh various clothing around so he's got like a a little like field jacket hard hat walks up hi hey, uh uh i think we're in the right farm here uh hey uh this is a surprise inspection by the fda uh, give him a card that's got McCloskey's number on it. <laughs> uh, he'll confirm here that uh, this is indeed a surprise inspection. And as you can see, uh, we also dress plain clothes to uh, to make that uh, very obvious that this is a surprise inspection that you should know nothing about. And it's 
I'll be honest. Somebody at a diner in town said there was something funky going on with your pork. And you know how it is. Probably that person just really has a doubt for you. Um, but we got to dot the I's, cross the T's. You know, we're very, we, we like to avoid litigation here, with the federal government. So if you don't mind. He's like looking at the car, funky pork. Huh? Uh, roll your, roll your Jessica Jones. So you're doing double talk. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, sounds great. So double talk. Uh, so rolls charm. Yep. It's a, plus yeah. do I get the plus one for giving him Lakloski's yes. number? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. As he's looking at the card, <laughs> very confused. Ooh, so, so that's a 10 with McCloskey's number. So you get to pick three. You can leave. Uh, so the choices are you don't leave any trace of what you search. So if you start searching the farm, just don't search behind. You can find what you wanted. You can find something else that's important. You don't piss anyone off or or you aren't recognized. So so what three would you pick there, Anton? Um, okay. Well, first of all, uh, we don't want to piss anyone off so that we're not memorable. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I not being recognized is a very good thing. Uh, I don't care about leaving any trace, but we definitely find what we wanted. Okay. <laughs> and what is it you wanted? Um, well, we want, uh, proof of the supernatural conjoined with pork. <laughs> 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 that's a combo right there it oh god could just be they've got a phenomenally fail. good pork i mean you know supernaturally good pork that know. honey ham is supernaturally good okay so it's a it's a little back and forth it's not like you could tell like the 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 face might be more he just that's just that's just his face he might not necessarily be an angry man but he looks that he looks angry he looks very confused and he goes, well, I don't want to make an enemy of the FDA or uh, inspector Mikowski. so uh, if y'all need to search the farm I suppose you can go ahead and try not to you know, cause any distress to the the animals, you don't mind. You, I can I can escort you if you want, but I'll just okay. point things out. I mean, really, uh, we're supposed to just have a free hand at this because you know we wouldn't want you to skew any evidence that might be around. This is perfectly normal. We don't expect to find anything. We just, you know, complaints are complaints. We gotta follow up with them. Yeah. I understand it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a, a tough business, and you don't want any frauds and charlatans. You don't want people getting sick, so you got a job to do. You do your job. Well, thank I'd you, good you, sir. I'd offer you jerky and a nice glass of tea, but I don't want to be confused with trying to bribe an official. So well, that's very good. We can't accept gifts after all. You're just going to have to pay for it, man. On the way out. Oh, the your name again? We got to make this all official and everything, you know. The name is Randall McKinney. It's my family's Randall McKinney. Farm. Yeah. Very good. I'm going to yes, put sir. you down as being very helpful to the FDA. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And in Mr. He's confused like McCloskey. Mr. McCloskey. Okay. Well, if there's anything you need, never uh, don't hesitate to come back out. I'd be happy to 
lend a hand. We'll take okay. you up on that iced tea and jerky on the way out. Thank you, good sir. Mm. And we'll say that the two of you, um, you go wandering about, inspecting, going in various buildings, various uh, styes, etc. Um, I'll tell you a couple things you notice, Corbin, is that the pigs here, they're not the same kind of pigs that you saw. Different breed entirely. Like, not even close. I don't know the names off the top of my head, but they are definitely different. Um, these are much smaller, first off. Uh, lighter skinned. Uh, they definitely seem less ornery. And their eyes don't have that same weird kind of human and sort of sadness in them. Uh, they just look like pig eyes. And all of the animals that you see and this, this and while the majority of animals on this farm are pigs there are a handful of others here and there it's not like it's just exclusively that uh there's a handful of folks that you meet it's like children young children you know cousins and stuff they all kind of work the farm there's a big old farmhouse and such uh and and no one really gets in the way of of you doing any kind of searching and everything's like if you were actual inspectors you'd be like yeah this really good place on the up and up no issues, no, nothing strangeness, like no strange things at all. But then, as you're getting ready to leave with a touch of disappointment, you look off um, a ways, and you can see maybe about a hundred yards off and away from the farmer's market, away from the farmhouse, maybe even further than that, you just see there's just like this circling bit of, of birds kind of up in the air that just usually is a telltale sign of something's up. Um, you start wandering over, I assume. And from a distance, you can see, you keep a little bit of distance. You see kind of a sort of a flat kind of muddy ground. Um, you see that there's a, a, a lake that seems to connect to this one side of the farm. And you can just see in this muddy ground, there are maybe four or five, uh, different pigs. And Corbin, they look, these look like the ones that you saw. Big, kind of brown and mottled a bit. And they're they're half covered in mud, like up to their, their bellies and such. And they are going to town on something. And you can see that the, you know, the the the, the birds are still kind of flying around here and there. But they're just kind of rooting around in the mud. Okay, these ones, the those ones over there, that those weren't what I saw. But this one, these guys, these these are the ones, like the one that was in the bathroom and the one that was in the in your car. That 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 that, that that's the pig. Uh, I'll take out my camera and uh, take in some pictures. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do? Gonna... Yeah, I'm going to try and see if I can figure out what they're eating. Like, I may even jump in there with them if I got to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, all right. So you're going to get up close then, I assume, right? Uh, oh, do me yeah. a favor. If 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 you're going to get up there, possibly jumping in there with him, give me an act under pressure. How about all that? Right. Yeah, let's do that. Well, we know how good I am at that. I got a seven. Okay, that's still pretty good. Seven, yeah. uh, act under pressure. Okay, you, um, 
you're getting very, very close. And you can see that there's something of, of, of decent size in the mud. Uh, and you, you kind of get up closer and closer. And at some point you slip. It's extremely muddy, extremely slippery. It's probably rain this morning and it's just this awful place. And again, there's a lake like kind of extended. So it's just like this marshy terrain and you slip and fall. And as you do and all, and I'll say the two of you can also see the same pigs. It's not just Corbin seeing them this time. You can see them all. And when you slip and fall, the pigs stop what they're doing. They look up. They start squealing like crazy and they bolt like you see them just completely bolt in all in, mm. a, in like different directions. And one of them is like running off, you know, like a couple of them are running off one side, kind of around the lake and others are kind of running in a different direction. You just see them start to to bolt away. Um, I thought I was dinner. And and they were they were very, very big. Like they were I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't put a, a number on it, but they would probably be as heavy, if not heavier than they. That's how big these things are, and they just start running away, trotting like 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 you can see the mud just kind of getting thrown up. They fall, get up, and they and they scramble, and then you see there in the mud and the ground. Yeah, that looks like a leg, and that looks like an arm, and that looks like a body. Uh, so, Caleb, what's the thing you got to roll whenever you see something like this? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. It is unquenchable vitality. No, no, no. It's curse, pure drive, hunger. It is act under pressure. Okay, give that a roll. Have to know, Jeff. Are those parts connected? Uh, they. Uh, it's a tentative connection. Much, much, oh, sturdy, much less sturdier than before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's if fair. not, we'll, we'll look in the classified for lost connections. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to take an audience die on this because it's really important. Okay. I don't eat this. Fair evidence, enough. So. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fair. I think. Please roll well. Okay. And you, and whether you he eats your... it or not, I'm taking I did. Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my sure. goodness. Uh, so even with that's the audience die, great. it's a six. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so. Oh no. I gotta look at least wipe those off. Stuff. <laughs> so I'll say mm. Anton and and Corbin, you watch as these as Caleb starts sneaking up in the mud, slips, falls, makes a noise. The pigs scatter. As they start scattering, you see him get up. Um, mm. So this is this is your curse, right, Caleb? Is it mm-hmm. pure drive? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it says one emotion rules me. I can't, but it is hunger for me. You see um, whenever I have a, oh, hands no. and knees on all fours. Like he is a pig unto himself. Just start just trying to get up, like, like scrambling, falling down the mud, co- soaking himself with this mud. And he just leaps on top of this thing on this body and just start. <laughs> so Anton and Corbin, what are you guys doing? Oh, I'm photographing him eating it all. Okay, Anton, you're just taking photos, no problem. Okay, Corbin, I'm, what well, are you I'm doing? trying to get most of the body before it gets devoured, so that we sure, can sure. maybe you can identify yeah, the body. Many, yeah, take as many pictures as you want. That's not a problem. I'll feel guilty about it later, but uh, one thing that I can do is I can try and trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Okay. So I'll use like I am the one that raised him. 
And like I can't repeat that, but as like a, mo- a more minor spell, I'll like just kind of try and make his bones lock up and pull back. Okay, so weird. Keep him from. Yeah, yeah. Is this a weird? You're doing your a weird yeah. test. Okay, give that a, give that a test. As <laughs> and Caleb, it is a person, uh, a man. Uh, it is uh, so. In this Anton, you would probably notice this better than Caleb, but as he is just ravenously kind of going through it, yeah, and. Or- Corbin, you reach out and let's see on a miss, you lose control of the magic and this never ends well. So let's see. Um, You inflict harm. Let's do a thing that's beyond human. This is a trap of specific person plus monster. That's the effects. The glitch is the effect is we can. Hmm. Okay. I'll say that maybe I try um, and actually step in and physically stop him whenever the magic's not working or. Yeah. So we'll I say that bit. like, yeah, we'll say like the magic. Well, the magic I think needs to like, what, what do we think is it's not just a fizzle. Like, like that's no, that's no fun. Like how does the magic not work quite right? Like what is, what, what goes wrong when you try to cast this, cast this spell Corbin? You, you tell me. Um, I think initially I was trying to like, because I was using the fact that he's kind of, undead and i was just trying to like hold the bones back so to speak maybe i actually cause like one of his shoulders to kind of crack in a funny way or something like i was just trying to keep him from being able to reach the food so i was just trying to like halt the movement of his arms but maybe that causes one of his arms to like yeah no or or i don't know how wild you want to get but uh you know in typical jeff fashion maybe the arm stays and the rest (laughs) of my body moves forward uh okay i mean we don't have to detach anything like let's, we're not there oh. yet um <laughs> I, I i do like the idea of, of you're taking there, an arm yeah. <laughs> uh, and your arm just kind of in this uh th- this sort of like like the ring-esque kind of way mm-hmm. like just you hear this crunching of the joints and it just kind of gets folded back behind you in this really uncomfortable way you hear this loud crack anton you see it as well like bones are not supposed to go that Love way it. yeah Caleb, we'll say you say you feel intense pain. Well, mm-hmm. we'll do like a like a zero harm. Don't mark anything, but it's just this intense pain. But the hunger is overriding that pain as you're still just like devouring whatever here is here in front of you. Anton, you're taking pictures. Corbin, your magic doesn't work. What do you do now? Ah. Uh. Uh, oh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think like I got Corbin. enough pictures to identify him. Just let him eat. Just let him eat. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick nearby. I'm going to like. Are there any clothes on this body there? Yes, there are. It looks like uh, coveralls probably at some point. You can't really tell the color anymore. They are soaked in mud and blood and such. It's going to do my best to like pull those away. Like I can't stop my brother from eating the body. So maybe the best I can do is pull the coveralls away. Maybe there's something in one of the pockets. Uh, I'll say you pull the, you pull them away. Um, The uh, we'll say that. Yeah. We'll say if you want something in your pockets, we'll say you'd kind of tear, you tear at it. Like they're so soggy from the mud in the, in the sort of the, like the, just the the moisture of the area that they just kind of rip free almost so easily and plus so many tears and rips and the body is in 
horrific state, gutted, fe- uh, feasted upon, like you cannot even recognize anything. <laughs> How- <laughs> However, Corbin, you do get a wallet. <laughs> so you do have a wallet. <laughs> so, Anton, you've got a ton of pictures. Corbin, you have a wallet. Um, I'll say you also have um, the other thing, the last thing you see as you guys are, are starting to, to back away uh, is you can see that the it was definitely it's definitely a man younger doesn't look to be like particularly old you can't really recognize the face anymore but you don't notice any like wrinkles or any any and like you can see some bones are exposed here and there and like feasted upon by the by the pigs and by caleb um but what do you guys do now that you discovered this thing um how completely out of control am i like am i able to do certain things as long as i am eating it so I think it's more of a, a could have a, I don't want to say it's a scene duration, but I'm trying to look at your. Do you get sated at some point? Like you've, you're not hungry anymore. Like. So you've in, once you indulge it. So once you indulge it, which I think feasting on it, once you've, once you've eaten enough and like Melissa was saying, you can become sated, then yeah, I think you're fine. So what I think the complication is, is that you've just likely destroyed some evidence and. Okay. Yeah, you've really made it very difficult probably to to sort of differentiate here. You, you've really sort of tainted the crime scene a bit. But Well, I mean, uh, the best part is in the head, so. Okay, you want to crack open the brain? <laughs> yeah, I, I would crack open the brain, but I'm trying my best to make sure that the face is still there. Oh, don't worry. That's, the face was never there to begin with. That wasn't, oh, that wasn't your right, doing. Never though. mind. All <laughs> right. That was the pigs. Then, yeah. Yeah. Just like maybe a partial, and that's how you can, you know, but not not a full face. Caleb's not is, a face man. The brains <laughs> is how Caleb can function normally. So okay, yeah. Well, so you become stationed, like, then uh, eventually you calm down. No one's come and like found you guys, so it's really kind of up to you whether you do anything about this. So I just, what do the three of you do at this point? Body on the ground. Pigs are nowhere near now. They've run away completely. But the body's on the ground. You Corbin? have a wallet. Dude, Corbin, what happened? You know, there were some of those creepy pigs, and they pigs did what they do, and you were investigating because you found a wallet. Caleb, you found a wallet. Good job. Thanks, oh, man. Cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, why am I covered in mud? I, I got some great the- shots. We'll We'll look at them later. The body was in the mud. You just stepped in like a real trooper, buddy, and you got that wallet. Oh, yeah. I mean, boy, howdy. I don't think we can identify it by the by what the face looks like. Nope, those pigs really got it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I must have had a big breakfast. Yeah, I mean cafe. that diner just crazy breakfast menu. You got okay. towns, man. So do you guys then leave? Do you tell anybody? Do you call this in? Do you say anything to tell to what? There's nobody. Okay. Right. So um what I'm thinking is they're trying to get rid of this evidence here and they were having the pigs do it. So um I don't think there's much to go by um with what's here. So if you just throw it back in, the pigs will eat the rest. 
So the pigs that were running, like, did they run in a particular? Because we didn't like these were different pigs. They looked just and, like the one that was sitting in the toilet with you. They right. looked just like the one that was sitting in the car with you. They were different than the one that were on the farm. And they right. scattered in different directions, basically around like just just one of a uh, group of them going one way down the the coast of the lake. The other one going a different way. Right, merged just That's, kind of in a little like off section of yeah. the lake. It's a muddy, think of it like a kind of a muddy, swampy lake is sort of where you're at. Yeah, in kind of a little muddy bay of pigs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm. I see what you did. Ow. Take, take two. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know why. Okay. Um, so I want to go back to Phil and Donna at some point. So, like, are you guys done here? Do you guys leave? Do you Unless not tell you anybody? find, like, where, like this other batch of pigs are staying at, but they scattered in all different directions. And I, Did I anybody know. look at the wallet? Yeah, I'm doing my best to like clean stuff off the wallet to look at it, but we can get to that later. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in mid fecal decontamination. <laughs> okay. So are, are we saying that you're searching for the pigs or are we saying that you guys are leaving this crime scene? I'll bring it up and I'll answered. just I'll leave it to Anton. So these, you did. these pigs were Bert, you're muted. Bert. Sorry, I said, yeah, we should probably leave. So this right. is a Polaroid instant camera. So if all all the incriminating photos of your brother, I hand those over to you. <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> what a gentleman. Okay. We'll say yeah. you do this yeah, you, uh, inside. Keep Let's say you guys Corbin. do this inside the van. Let's say you guys. Yeah. I, I want like we, yeah. we should we should accelerate past. So okay. we guys, we'll go back in your van. We get get you back in your vehicle. Mm. You exchange the Polaroids. So Polaroids. You see the you see the pigs. You see the body in various states. You see Caleb <laughs> ripping this body to shreds. You open up the wallet. Wallet is a young man, late twenties or so, named Ronnie Drew. Uh, that's what you have. Ronald Drew, technically. Okay, so you have his name, you have his local address, definitely a local guy here and there. Uh, looks like he has other basic cars, he's got like a gas car, he's got like a, looks like a Sears car, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and that's what you have, and a couple bucks that are soggy and, and gross at this point. I want to cut back to uh, the Theodores. Uh, so after the library, what what did what would we say you two wanted to do? Um, do you do you have something else in mind, or did we want to flash forward and meet up with the rest of them? Uh, later, what are you guys feeling? Did I win a cake? Important, uh, important first questions. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you have done? What would your strategy for the cakewalk have been, Phil? Uh, I follow the rules. Okay. Um, no give strategy, me an act under just, pressure. Give me an act. Yeah. Under okay. Pressure. Yeah. Uh, there it is. <laughs> hot work counts. Phil, you want a cake. You didn't necessarily <laughs> win a ton of friends as they were kind of upset with a grown man taking the cake away from these kids <laughs> that are competing. But you do, in fact, have a cake. And it's only carrot if you want it to be. Nice. I do want it to be carrot. It is a carrot Ooh. cake then. There you go. Nice. So, yeah. All yeah, right. Okay. I come into the library happy as to see what Donna's come up with. Okay. Uh, well, look at you, brother. 
I got a cicada. You did. I was less successful. I learned a lot of the same things that we learned in the diner. That the the guy mm. called himself Razorback, kind of oh. a little uh, off the rails. I did learn something there. I overheard some police officers. Uh, they seemed like fine, yeah, uh, fine gentlemen. Were they uh, also competing in the cakewalk? My goodness. They weren't. They were judging me, but I don't care because I have a carrot You do uh, you. Uh, the someone broke in evidence at the local police station and stole the pig mask from the person who did the kit twenty years ago. Oh, well, that. I wonder if that's what Corbin was seeing with the pig on the toilet thing with it's, the human-looking eyes. Very pig. There was all the bacon. There was the razorback. There was the pig he saw. Yeah. Um, I wonder hmm. if we can get like pig spears at like, or boar spears at the local hardware store for pig hunting. Oh, that might be a good idea. Maybe we can load up on those and then we'll probably meet up with them to try to use this key later tonight, right? And we can all have, all have some cake. Yeah, absolutely. Cake and pig spears. Okay. Yeah. We will say then that's exactly what happens. You guys spend a little bit of some time at local hardware stores. We can say you get spears and other things that you think would be useful nice. against pigs. Not a problem at all. So you have some of those weapons. And we'll say sometime a couple hours later, evening time, as it does take a little time for the Reddings and, the, and Ben Kowski to do the search and then the drive to and from. We'll say just as maybe, maybe evening times, the sun's going down, you all... Come back together with your various stories. What's next? Did you guys want to go uh, to the factory or did you want to do something else instead? I would be in favor of going to the factory, but yeah. I am waiting mm -hmm. for nightfall yeah. to make our be it's evening time a little Sun's going down. less evident. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I do hand out pig spears to everyone. And okay. share the information I found. I don't think I really need one. And a slaughter cake. <laughs> what? Oh, did, did Corbin and Caleb, did, did you like wash your hands before you eat the cake? What is that? What do you have going on? Um, Caleb found a wallet. Yeah. Found a wallet. It's... On um, a body was it buried in a corpse? Yes. Oh, can you, oh it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Corbin, can were, you that sentence were, again? There were pigs eating the body, and I shooed them off and went and retrieved the wallet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe that. I really do. Corbin, can you can you say what, what Caleb did again? He found a wallet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Does, does Corbin need a snack? No, I'm feeling pretty good, but I do want some of that cake. Um, which well, you're I'm, awfully. I'm abnormally okay. chipper and animated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will give you a cake. It's got some fantastic buttercream frosting on it. Mm. I'm not that hungry. Here's the wallet I found. I'll look oh, through the wallet. It's not the brother, is it? I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get paid as much if no. it's the brother. I'll show you the pics. 
that hey. I kept. You gonna oh, eat okay. that, that that Corbin? If you're not gonna eat it, can I have? No, it's all yours, man. I know you must be feeling real peckish. No, I don't believe I just, that. I don't believe it at all. It's just that this anyway, carrot cake is so good. It's really good. It must be homemade. Uh, yeah. What's in the wallet? Got oh, a driver's license for a Ronnie Drew, Ronald Drew, local, Mentonville. You've got a Sears card and a gas card as well, and about 11 bucks. Not what I was expecting. Okay. That's- See, you have a similar age to Waddle? Uh, yeah, like mid to late 20s, it looks like. Same age, roughly the same age as Waddle, roughly the same age as uh, as has the younger brother has been described. So, what's this guy's name again? I'm sorry, Ron Ronald Ron Drew. Drew. Ronald Drew. Okay. Another and these guys name. are early twenties, and the murders all happened twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's correct. I wonder if these are children of the people mm-hmm. who originally killed. Generational revenge. Son of Razorback. <gasps> son- I mean. Oh. I'll share Maybe the if this... story about the mask getting stolen, too. Oh. Maybe if this town had a better library, I could have figured out who all of those people were that were murdered. But so um, clearly the library was the problem, not Donna's role. When she was clearly Tanda believes words are for nerds. When I went in there, it was all children's book and just a lot of VHS tapes. Could check it. Like, it might as well have been a buster. Like... They had so many copies of Superman 3. Oh, with the, the robot? Yeah. Cool. Copies of what? Three? Superman. Oh. Rich Pryor is funny as hell. He is. Anyway. He really is. I still don't think he belongs in a Superman movie. Anyway. Anyway. We'll say all this conversation. We'll say all this conversation <laughs> happened. In the cars as you're driving, etc. Yes, you're sharing. Course. I assume everyone shares information with each other, which you which you saw. And we'll say you make it to the factory. Uh, it doesn't look like there is anyone from local law enforcement here, though. You definitely see crime tape everywhere, right? And it's a it's a big it's it's an enormous factory. It just kind of sits up atop this hill it's like looms in the darkness like you can just see it's like it's almost like this gothic shape of an old castle almost as you start driving up the pathway towards it you can see an overrun employee parking area no cars there but you can definitely tell like there's been some 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 people coming and going likely the cops and things like that um Again, you don't notice any vehicles or anything like that around. It looks like the place is, is quiet. No lights. I'm assuming everyone's got flashlights and things. That's fine. You have your keys. Um, is there anything you do? Do you just go inside? Do you go looking around? Is, like, what, what's, what, um, do we, what do we do? I would like to suggest that we find a secluded place to park just a little ways off. Sure. That way they don't see the headlights coming up and that anyone else driving up doesn't see our parked on the side of the road they will trek by foot walk the perimeter and then if it's not too big it could be huge we will keep making the same mistakes every time where we park really far every away time. we can't get cars to run. Okay. <laughs> so you guys park you find a, a careful place to park hide it obscure etc 
Then what? Walk the perimeter. Okay. Yeah. You walk the perimeter. You can see uh, in the dying light of the day. Well, actually, it's probably probably beyond that now. Um, but it, we'll say it's an open sky tonight. There's plenty of stars, so there's a little bit of light. Um, there's really nothing else around. Uh, just wilderness. It looks to be like kind of overgrown pasture here and there. Again, it's all atop a hill. Uh, looks like you can see some lake stuff, some water out in the distance, some reflection here and there, swamp land, lake land, something like that. Um, you can see it probably, you'd probably have a better view of the surroundings during the day. Uh, at night, you can't tell if there's any sort of other shacks or auxiliary buildings or anything like that. Uh, walking around the perimeter, uh, the place is, is, it's not in terrible condition. It certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't look like it's being used, but there's definitely some basic property upkeep that's happening here. Um, you can see there's plenty of closed signs and uh, things like that. Uh, there's uh, a few different annex buildings that are connected by these fenced off uh, areas here and there. Uh, a couple doorways and entrances that go into like the office manager's offices and things like that. But um, second level as well windows here and they're boarded up all of them boarded up you don't see any that have not boarded up as you circumvent the the grounds at all um it's very quiet uh you do notice like at night definitely there's like a, a significant increase in like insects like really kind of getting around you you can feel yourselves kind of having to swat some flies uh, away here and there uh, but that's about it should we start at the office? That's fair. Yeah. Go inside. Uh, office or crime? I mean. That is a good choice. Yeah. That's a choice to be. There are two different places. One, uh, the crime, as far as you learned, was on one of the factory floor areas. And then the uh, the office is separate. So there's two different ways. Uh, you're right. We should probably... Uh... Start there first. That's going to be much more interesting than the uh, boring office. Okay. All right. I'll lead the way. You open up this these big old heavy doors. There's like this, like there's a big chain, but you have the keys. Everything's there. Uh, you feel the drag. There's some rust. The door, when it opens, you're just, you're hit with the smell of just rancid meat just hits you right in the face this underlying texture of like sulfur and almost like a a, a huge uh like a giant a giant like cloud of more of those like insects come wafting kind of out in your direction just like um, hitting you on the face as you go almost like you're driving yeah. and your faces are the windshield as they pass by uh, question is how long ago was it? Did we get an idea of how long ago it was that Red's body was discovered? Two days. Okay. Okay. That's fresh enough. All right. That's that's an interesting bouquet. It is. Well, um, okay. Anybody got hold any my lights? shirt up over my mouth so I don't swap flies. Everyone's got flashlights. It's fine. Okay. I can say okay. I don't have flashlights. No issues. So I, I click on my flashlight. I don't the um, the smell isn't something that I would assume bothers me, but it, you know, if mm -hmm. so, then I'll uh, uh, 
bring my shirt up over my face and um, perhaps just to make them feel a little better too. But I'm going to go like straight in uh, flashlight down to look, make sure I don't step on something and then um, slowly start working the flashlight up so I can start looking for that infamous hook. Okay. So searching around, I presume you guys are following, kind of keeping relatively close. Yeah. The interior yeah. is filled with machinery. Like they've never broke it down. Like you can see there's assembly lines, there's grinders, there's rafters, there's chains coming down from the ceiling here and there. Like, like it still looks like all of the factory equipment is here. Never been sold off, never been repurposed, but it also doesn't look like it's been used. It's, it's, there's, there's a series of rust and stains and grime and dirt and all that kind of stuff as you start searching around. At a certain point... Uh, um, yeah, go ahead, man. No, no, no. At, at a certain point, as you guys are uh, moving around the fairly quiet grounds, the machinery starts suddenly kicking on. Mm. You can see the assembly lines... Kind of stir up. You can hear some of the grinding equipment. You see these shoots that's kind of these metal rusted shoots that go down at this grinded area where like these rafters kind of circulate around it. You can see some chain pulleys kind of go up and down, up and down. You guys done? Um, Reader to the office? Well, you need to find off. Somebody push a button. Did somebody push a button? Don't push the buttons. I don't think anyone pushed a button. What else did this? Or a ghost? A Who's out there? Ghost. Donna just sort of yells a bit. Donna, you yell, and as you do, this swaths like this of of flies just comes right at your face, and you, you get bugs in your mouth. Uh, Corbin, you noticed. As these chains are kind of going up and down, Phil, you're looking for an office. They're going up yeah. and down, Corbin, up and down. Suddenly you see there's like a stall. Like they don't go up as quickly. And then they keep going. And they kind of like, they stutter. And you see coming up above the machinery, there's now something hanging from a hook on the end of that oh. chain. It looks like a body. Uh, is that a pig or a person? Looks like a person. Uh, there, there's another one, right? That's, yeah. Well, did mm. Anton, you good? You got it? Yeah, yeah. I can get a better angle. Hey, we need to find that office. It just came to me. Uh, that receipt get with uh, bacon, it, bacon, 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 bacon. Uh, it had a date on it. Look for this date if you find some folders. Maybe accident reports. Oh, good. Good to know. Um, can we turn this stupid shit off, please? Yeah, I'm going to start looking with the, on the floor for s- some sort of control panel. Okay. So, Caleb, you're looking for it. Phil, you get into the I'm office. Gonna, yeah. Something else? No, no, no. I forgot about the office. I was going to, when he started looking for a control panel... I okay. was going to help him by looking for no, electrical fine. conduits that would lead to a control panel to help him find 
you two then start scurrying around the office waits. You two start scurrying around. You're looking for any signs of like some sort of like, and you're finding like cables and such in the ground, strips in the ground here and there, kind of tracking them as they go up and around these kind of rusted walkways here and there. Eventually, the two of you uh, will say you're, you're on top of this small handful of steps and a kind of little platform that walks parallel to this assembly line right on the other side where you see the body comes slowly coming down you see a man maybe in his late 20s or so it's as if the body is gonna on uh, like attach this massive meat hook lowers down and like almost like this gentle placement as you all turn the power off of for the hook and you see the body just kind of get laid down it's been gutted body completely like disemboweled you see there's no innards all of it's been spilled there's a huge chunk on the ground the assembly line is kind of covered in this blood and gore that's sliding down and it's at that point caleb and uh, and phil as you're staring down at it you hear this squealing sound Mm. and then suddenly you hear a thunk and you look right next to you, right between the two of you, this giant meat cleaver just embedded into this metal panel. And when you look back across the assembly, across where the body of this man has been laid down, you see a figure 10 feet tall. He's got this big old leather butcher apron on huge muscular grimy arms he's got these heavy heavy hooks and cleavers and he has a belt covered with all sorts of sharp slaughter tools but you can't see his face because his face is obscured by what looks like a pig mask and then the squeals come one last time and you see him throw this sharp uh this sharp knife in your direction as he lets out a squeal and that's where we're going to stop for tonight. And we will pick oh. up on that next time. Hey. All right. Oh. Good gracious. Doomed. Okay. That pig squeal. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. a sound. That's so good. Two of them. That's, that's a intense. sound. I yeah. bought those special because I really wanted to bring it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're I don't cheap, blame you. Jeff goes that extra mile. I love it. Oh, God. So good. Uh yeah, definitely reminded me of that. Old, what was what was my character's name, Jeremy? The meat the guy? meat man. I the don't meat remember. man. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, spinoff of the Tableau. Uh no, that was um that was spectaculars. Wasn't it? That was spectaculars, yeah, right? You had the yeah, van, was around the hooks yeah, yeah. And... yeah, yeah. So that was good. basically the Punisher, but a butcher. Like that was the difference. That's basically <laughs> what my guy was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll pick us up and hopefully finish in, in two weeks. Uh, next time we play, uh, this, uh, this round, this, uh, this is pretty fun. Um, I really like this. Uh, this is a scenario that's actually in one of the books. Uh, so the well, first time I kind of just made one of my own, this one, I'm kind of taking one that's already existing and kind of tweaking it here and there, but mostly I'm, I'm trying to run it cause it just fit really, really perfectly with some ideas of that. So a lot of fun. Uh, why don't we do some closing plugs and then we'll, we'll get on out of here. So Chuck, what's going on with the okay? Uh, well, let's start with Tuesday. 
Tuesday on our YouTube. Um, we have all day Halloween starting at 8 a.m. with a Oops Goblins Pathfinder 2 game going to midnight. We have back to back spooky actual plays all goddamn day. Uh, Wednesday is going to be very dependent on my internet sorting itself out. Uh, if it's acting right, we're going to be doing more Dungeon Crawl Classics, our Night Below campaign, and then still the same for Friday, we're going to be doing Anvia, the game that Joe is making. Uh, he's from a campaign, so we're going to be playing that. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Bert, what's going on with the Steam Steal and Murder? I'm not exactly sure yet, 100%. Since tomorrow is Halloween, we've got a number of players that can't make our werewolf game. Uh, may run a spooky game anyway, just because Halloween. Other than that, Friday, we will have uh, yeah, we'll have our regular Dungeons & Dragons game, I believe. And Saturday is Cyberpunk Red. Fantastic. Uh, Jeremy, you got a Patreon to tell us about. Sure, Aaron Reese on Patreon. If you get comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff, check it out. And Adam, uh, what are you up to, buddy? <laughs> uh, well, we are in an interesting uh, phase of focusing on getting some news ready. So uh, if you want to hear the latest that's going on, um, you can either um, come to our website and sign up for our mailing list, uh, growingparalyst.com, or um, also from the website, you can go to our YouTube channel, Growing Paralyst. <laughs> studios and um you will hear um an announcement there whenever we announce our next big thing awesome very nice uh as for us here we don't have a game tomorrow as uh it is halloween as has been mentioned if you haven't heard about this so we uh we're taking the night off from halloween uh, but we will be back on thursday you can see uh myself melissa jeremy as we are playing some werewolf the apocalypse a new fifth ver uh, version five uh, then Friday, we are starting up a new game. Aaron is running us through Warhammer 40k Wrath and Glory. Perhaps you've heard of this. Uh, so we're going to be doing some session zero, making up some characters, uh, seeing, uh, seeing what that's all about. Uh, and Saturday, the plan is, uh, the plan right now is to do a couple weeks of mothership before we start our call of Cthulhu campaign end of November, early December. So for the next couple of weeks, come back, watch us play some mothership. Uh, and, uh, then next Monday, Fried Empire, you can see, uh, Chuck and Jim, well, maybe we might be able to see Chuck. We'll see, uh, Chuck and we'll Jeremy see. and, uh, and Melissa, myself playing that. Uh, and, uh, and obviously our X-Men game will be back next Tuesday. And if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, uh, Adventures in Lollygagging, please do tons of games over there. Uh, give us a follow, give us a sub and give all these other people follows and subs. And, uh, thanks everybody for hanging out tonight. Enjoy your Halloween. We're going to raid our friends over at let's see lost caravan rpg is up so we're gonna give them a raid follow that raid and we'll catch y'all later Bye bye bye, bye.